here we are, hitting up events, drinking our way through Chicago beer, and trying not to miss a thing. Yeah, because, you know, got a cork popped out, boom, it flies like fucking 10 feet. We're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, all you have to do is add some fruit, stir it up, and ride that milkshake wave. Whenever I see him, I gotta take a photo with the most decorated brewer in Chicago, Jonathan Cutler. It'll be like the stuff you hear. You ever go to every time you go to Floyd's, all the music sounds like this. Raw, raw, raw. Sometimes you want a small beer, but really, you want a big beer. You gotta take in all those big aromatic hops. Hey, what are you doing this weekend? Waiting in line for a bottle release? You should have never been a fad. The Black IPA is delicious. Welcome to Chicago Beer Pass. I'm Brad Chalewski. Brad, what's up, man? I'm Nick White. And we're celebrating Beguile on oh, yeah. this episode. Ten years. Yeah, it's Beguile week. Uh, they've got their killer, uh, I was going to say lovers and friends party, but I forget what the name of their party uh, is. Friends Together? Or? Friends Together party. Uh, ten years. It's a full-on festival at uh, in Ravenswood. At Bottles and Cans. At, um, it's with Bottles and Cans, but it's at the... Uh, oh. It's at the... Uh, the artifacts. That's right. It's at, it's at artifacts. Okay. And so to celebrate, and we've talked about this on many of episodes on how we need to basically get rid of our batches because they were piling up. We have three anniversary batches. We have batch 500, which is their fifth anniversary, batch 663, which is their seventh anniversary, and then their latest one that came out um, at the last release of the uh, Imperial Pajamas, Batch 1000, which is their 10-year. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm just trying to look up info on the party and just see what's going on here. Uh, so we've had these for a little while. That's a good sign. Batch 500, carbonated. When we opened it, looks like a little bit of crustiness around the cap. Oh. Let's see, 666. Oh, also carbonated, and I'm sure... Batch 1000 here is going to be carbonated too since it's brand new. So we we have three taster glasses so we can kind of go back and forth, um, see what we got. Uh, these are all, well, this one's a barrel-aged barley wine. The other one says English-style barrel-aged barley wine. And then the last one says bourbon barrel-aged barley wine. So all the same thing, just different wording on this or we know batch 1000 as bourbon barrels i don't know if the other ones say if they were bourbon barrels or this one's coval so i'm gonna assume that's a bourbon barrel too okay oh yeah so six months and four grain whiskey barrels from coval coval is also in ravenswood four in four grain whiskey and oak Whiskey and oat whiskey barrels. Coval. Coval. Yeah. So then batch 1000, probably Coval too. Da, da, da. Fuzzy. Say it's our, no, it doesn't say if it's Coval this time, but I would think so. Maybe not. But so all Coval, all whiskey barrels, all barley wines. Just different wording as they probably like figured out what was working that year or selling that year. Yeah, all about a twelve percent too. Yeah, so it's about uh, it's about to get crazy. The old Beguile, the artist formerly known as Argyle, right? <laughs> and then um, they changed their name because I think some sort of Australian wine company was called Argyle. Right. And then they resurfaced as Beguile, exact same font, and it seemed to work out for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, they all pour out really nice, uh, much more carbonation on the batch 1000 than any of the other ones, but very similar color. So I'm interested to see how these taste. Uh, we probably should have not had batch 500 this long. 2017, so pre-pandemic. Also, the 2019 pre-pandemic too. It's interesting. Um, six months and a whiskey barrel is an interesting choice. Mm -hmm. Oh, that surprisingly tastes better than I expected it to still taste. Yeah, that seems to work. This party, man, on um on the 18th, they're gonna have 20 guest breweries. Oh shit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's um 20 guest breweries. There's um it looks like there's three different bands. One of the bands is the Yacht Rockettes. They're really good. They were at the anniversary, the uh, festiversary. Okay. Yeah, and then there's a distillery lineup that includes not one, not two, but three, four, five, six distilleries. Okay. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a full on fucking hang, man. There's like uh, almost ten um, food truck options. This is a full-blown party, Brad. Yeah, good for them. So bottles and is it bottles and cans? Also celebrating, yeah. Um, I believe yeah, how much yeah. are tickets? Like forty-five dollars. Uh, link is in bio. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, that sounds like a good winter party. Right. You know? Um, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Uh, best friends turn ten. Best friends. Yeah. Bagal and bottles and cans. Uh, birthday bash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. What's the over under? Uh, no, it's 60. Oh, 60, okay. Artifact events in Ravenswood. So, uh, yeah, 60 bucks, but you're getting a pretty big lineup there and supporting Beguile, supporting Bottles and Cans. This is a full on fucking festival. Yeah. And that's an event space worthy of like an end of year bash. Like we've been there for that. Yeah, we've been there for uh, Brewer's Eve. It's a good hang. That's a nice space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that space. Um, yeah, I think the Timeout Awards were there one time. Okay. I saw that there. Um, Basil Hayden had a friends giving event there. It's just a massive space. You can you can hide out and you can be amongst all these weird kind of ancient art pieces, yeah. right? It's like multiple levels, multiple rooms and shit. It's a good hang. Um, so I've now gone back and forth on them all. Six 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 or not six 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 three. I felt like it was very thinner and lighter feeling. He's not wrong. Yeah, it's a little more muted. It's surprising because the older one actually has a lot more attitude than the 666. Yeah. Yeah, even though they're both kind of, they're all relatively the same, maybe V about 12, 12 and a half percent. So that was kind of surprising. Um, and then. They all look the same. Yeah, and then 1,000 here, a, a little is almost thinner than the 500, but definitely hotter, has that like little alcohol burn on it a little bit. But yeah, I like really the arom good. aromatics a little bit more on there too. I don't know, some sort of like. Um, you know, Christmas cake, you know, fruit cake. It's kind of got fruit like cake. some kind of fruit cake thing going. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. So 663 is kind of this weird outlier here that's a little, almost a little different or something. It's kind of, I'm surprised it's so thin. Yeah, man. Koval, um, Koval was in the building that is now, well, wow, what is that building now? Because it, it changed over a few times, right? The original Koval space. Koval, um, they were next door to Metropolitan, right? And then uh, Urban Brew Labs moved into the Koval space. Yeah. Or maybe left. So I don't know what's there now. I don't know, yeah. Yeah. But, um, oh, Koval's not in that space anymore. They literally moved, like, I don't know, four or five blocks down the street. Yeah. And now they have a tasting room. And I think um, 
I've never gone to the tasting room, but I've gone and picked up beer, or not beer, uh, like uh, Christmas presents from the little shop, from the oh, gift shop here. Yeah. You know, I don't make a lot of cocktails at home, but my favorite cocktail, I keep the uh, Koval gin, cranberry gin liqueur. I keep that in the freezer. I keep the little pony bottles of Prosecco and pour that over ice and squeeze a little lime okay. and you're ready to go. Nice. Yeah. So. Do you have a do you have a favorite of these three? I am just floored that five hundred is holding up as well as it should. There's no business that this should taste as good as it does. Yeah, still. it's ridiculous. Four months and a and a barrel doesn't make any sense. It being five years old being this good also doesn't make any sense. It's taking the lead right now. Yeah, followed by the uh, batch one thousand yeah. and then the six six three. That's kind of where I am too. Yeah. I'm kind of going back and forth. Probably could blend those two together and get like a nice, perfect balance, or you'll end up with a six. Oh, six, you'll fuck three, it all up. There's only one way to know. Yeah, it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it at some point as we sip on these. We do have a crankshaft here for a little uh, chaser glass rinse kind of thing. So, all right, bounce around here as we uh, talk about uh, a few events, some news, and what Nick made it to because I got lazy and couldn't. Do a new spot this past you know, week. It's easy to do. It's it's the dog days of winter. You know, sometimes you just want to chill. I mean, had the weather been like it is today, I probably wouldn't have gone anywhere this week either. It was so nice over the weekend. I like took down the Christmas lights. Oh, yeah. I like did that kind of thing. Yeah. Like uh, cleaned up the garage a little bit. Like just picked up garbage, shit like that. Like yeah. outdoor things. You know, that... Adult adult stuff. Yeah, that felt like it was almost like summertime too. Like oh, or spring. Like yeah. oh, you know. Getting outside, doing some this things. Yeah. So that didn't lead me to any drinking outside the house. Six six three taking tasting weird right now, right? Yeah, I don't even. I don't even know if I'll go back to it. Maybe as I get a little more tipsy. So I did nothing, but Nick made it out uh, to the burbs, living that burb life. Rocking the suburb, suburb, suburb. Nick live from the front lines at your service. Um, yeah. So I ended up at. Uh, Pollyanna, okay, and um, which is on one side of the river, and then you go to the other side of the river to Geneva, yeah, and you go to uh, Art History. Yeah. yeah, you're real close to Riverlands. Really, real close. Uh, you know, it's funny. It was so nice out, and then um, you know, park the car and get out at Pollyanna. It really sits right on the river. Mm-hmm. Oh, but when you look across the river, um, Alter is directly across the <laughs> really because <laughs> you can see the logo, and I'm like, huh, I never noticed that. I, well, I mean, I never noticed. I've never been to fucking St. Charles. And this is the Pollyanna with the distillery, too. Yes. So Pollyanna has three locations. Um, I want to say the original is Lamont, which I think is Southwest. Okay. Roselle, wherever that is. And then this new one, which is a distillery and is a concert venue. Yeah. They got a huge concert stage. They got distillery equipment. And um, they're not, I don't think they're brewing there. I think they're brewing out of uh, Lamont still. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been to that one and I've been to the Roselle one. Roselle. Because that's the one like right by the train. Yeah, I get confused. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, it was good. I drink Pollyanna when I'm at South Park, and I have never been. My one time at Lamont was just this massive party that kind of caught me off guard, how good it was and how big it was. Okay. Um, so I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's, let's go to fucking Pollyanna. Um, you know, Pollyanna, they make these, uh, they medal every year for that, and it's for the same beer, Orenda, which is, uh, there's two different versions of it. One's a Belgian quad, one's a Belgian triple. Hmm. So we were looking at these numbers, you know, from the ABV Chicago, the fantasy draft shit, and you see these patterns, and it's like the crews most likely to medal are Revolution and Off Color, 
And then fucking Pollyanna um, with this one beer every single year since 2017, Brad. This is like six years in a row. They've medaled. So with this on beer. your Fobab draft list, if you can get them, they're always in the top five. They're oh. usually taken in the top five. So okay. if you don't, and you're fucked. So you, but you're guaranteed at least one medal every year. Every year since 2017. Huh. It's interesting, and it's such a bizarre like kind of outlier, you know. Um, oh, so yeah, so they got they're packaging both these beers and they got them on draft. So that's the first thing I go to. And then it's a distillery, so I'm like, well, let's take everything. Give me the flight. Yeah. You know, let's do then it. Malort isn't too bad. Yeah, Malort. So uh, the flight had five on it. Malort, Aquavit, which is like a Scandinavian, basically a Scandinavian Malort. Okay. They had a, a, a gin, a barrel-aged gin, so that's three. And then um, two versions of the bourbon. Okay. Uh, one was a, a three-year, and the other one was like a year and a half. Hmm. And both of those were really nice. I was surprised because they were super young. And um, it didn't, they weren't, they didn't taste that young at all, really. They were just okay. really well done. They had some rums. I really couldn't stand a rum. I think everything else was really good. Hmm. It's kind of surprising. Um, I'm not saying that like I went in thinking it was going to suck. It was just like, hey, these are all really good. Good for you guys, you know? Right. So. And yeah, that's a nice little setup there. And like the beer cooler was real nice. It's the, right by the bathroom. So you get a nice big selection to choose from to take anything to go. Yeah. So. I was, yeah, that's a good, it's a good way to get things going, you know, because mm-hmm. it takes an hour to get there, you know what I mean? Right. So you did that, and then you uh, went basically on the other side of the river. Not Alter. No, but didn't go to Alter. Not Penrose. You know what's funny about Not this Riverlands. River, this river. Yeah. It's a, you know, when you come into town, St. Charles has a very nice water tower. Obviously, so there's no water towers in Chicago, so the minute you leave, you notice there's water towers in these other towns. Um, side note, Hoffman Estates, water tower really sucks. But St. Charles has a, you need to step it up off in the States. Uh, St. Charles has a huge water tower with a big-ass fox on it. Right. So I'm like, I think that's the name of the river, the Fox River. Yeah. Oh, but the um, it must be really low because the overpass, like, I can't imagine, like, a, a nice-sized boat getting under it. No. It's kind of a low under overpass, right? Uh, yeah, most of the time, right there in St. Charles and uh, Batavia, it's sort of like waterfalls or, like, drops down a level so boats can't you can only go so far and so people yeah. canoe it but they have to get off their canoes because canoe. uh, they have to get off the canoes to like go down the level so it's basically made so people aren't you know the fox river isn't made to like cruise on your boat got it right. um and that's something i didn't know to, i didn't know until i noticed how low the overpass was mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah oh so saint charles is on one side Cross the river, go to Geneva. Yeah. Fucking art history. Okay. I, you know, I like art history, man. You know, I, I like the smoke beer, you know. I just like how small and focused they are. And I'm like, well, you know, I've been I've been boozing on fucking, you know, spirits at this other joint. I'm going to come in here and get a lager. I go there, and there's, like, no lagers on. It was so bizarre. what they have? They had all ales. They had, like, fucking ten ales on. Huh. It weird. Was, that's what I said. Um... Then when you look around, some of the artwork references, double IPAs. So there's a double IPA. There's a Saison. There's a Saison with cherries. There's a Pale Ale. There's a West Coast IPA. I'm just like, I have no idea. I'm like, is this a guest list? I have to be, you know, I have yeah. to be sure. They moved it all to Geneva Lager They moved work. it all to Geneva Lager work. So there was the Roush beer and then like another lager. And then other than that, it was all uh, hop forward styles, if you will. Mm. So it was very cool. It was, it was interesting because I'm like... We've always kind of pegged them from a distance as a lager brewery, but 
their stories, that's not where their story ends. Okay. You know? What made you pick those two out of, you know, we mentioned all of them right there, Pollyanna, Alter, Riverlands, uh, Penrose, Geneva, Lagerworks, Art History. They're all like right there. Yeah. What made um, you pick those two? I think two things, you know. I have no idea where I am when I leave the city, you know. So all these other things you named, I knew I knew Penrose was there. But the other ones, I had no understanding of where they all were. I could have just looked at a map, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't know where I was exactly. So... I, so I'm like, well, listen, I'm going to go to the one that's a distillery as well. Okay. So I think that's where Pollyanna won out. And then I had never been. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then um, I feel like our history is, a, is a, the one can't miss stop, I think, from what I've been to, was always our history. Okay. So I'm like, hit those two, and then if there's if there's room, maybe something else, but definitely those two. Okay. Yeah, I think that's how I ended up there. So, but no time for another stop. So. <sighs> I'm like, I know. I'm like, where yeah. do you guys go eat? This town shuts down at 9 p.m. Tell me to go eat. Somewhere. You gotta order some food, right? You gotta yeah. have it delivered. I ended up at some Italian joint. Just had like a pizza at the bar. That's the locals, right? They said it's a taco joint and a pizza joint. Taco joint closes in a half hour. You got an hour for the pizza joint. Okay. So I went there. Nice. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was fun. It was a fun ride, man. Um, that sounds pretty good. Uh, okay, so we could. Cross those off our suburban list. Um, I know the burger guy, he ends up at our history quite a bit. And Riverlands right there. So You're gonna become one of these regulars. You're gonna be you're gonna follow the Grateful Dead. You're gonna be a deadhead for this guy. I feel like I, on the last episode I talked about it. And a, I a biker dude. And I enjoyed this burger and I thought it was a very good burger. But I also I need to have it again to basically like confirm my like thought, like it was good. It wasn't. You want to make sure it wasn't just in the moment that you really liked it, right? Or was the allure of it like going and getting it, and like did the experience make it that much better? That's kind of what I want to know. Like okay. sort of like the, uh, like the doing Dark Lord Day kind of thing. Yeah. Like you're there for the event and you have it. And you think it's you think it's good, but the, then... the, it's it's never as good as the time you had it at, right. at, on the on the spot. That's true. So was it? I think it was good, and these other people think it was good enough to follow them around. So, but it also gets me to new spots. I feel like that's yeah, what it's that's, like. A, it's like a two for one. Like, oh, and that's the most important thing, right? Get you out of your out of your comfort zone. Yeah, I kind of like this idea of I have this other reason to go to these places i have a reason for the show yes i have a reason for because i kind of i enjoy these breweries beers and now i also get to have this <laughs> burger so it's very interesting i mean yeah all the things you said mm -hmm. so yeah um i've never had biker dude yeah but i'd you know i'd be willing to you know leave town for the, I'm, I'm down for the adventure okay you know. uh but yeah the, mostly the western burbs there uh, but I was I posted on our Twitter. I was like, "Oh, St. Patrick's Day is coming up, and yeah. Beguile has their uh, Dicey Riley." Dicey Riley. I was like, "Well, I need to venture out and get other St. Patrick's Day beers." And one of them that's on the list now, and I need to watch to see. I think it might already be out. Is Hailstorm? Because oh. I haven't been since Will Turner took yeah. over as head brewer, yeah. and they have a Southside Irish Red. Oh. 
So I think I need to give up on the West Burbs for a little bit and, and go, go south. south. And go south, yeah. If you go to Tinley Park, um, there's a sign off of 80 or one of those highways, and it says, Welcome to Beer Country. Mm-hmm. So you got the open bottle, fancy shop. You got the barbecue joint out there that has like 30 beers on draft. Um, and then you have like four breweries. You got fucking... Uh, Sound. Sound Growler, Hailstorm. Um, the new one that's not 450. Flipside. Flipside. Yeah, all, it used to be 350. 350. And then there's uh, there's another one too. Uh, Brothers, Brothership. Yeah, yeah. So you got four breweries out there. Mm-hmm. I think there's so. another one. I'm forgetting, but yeah. Yeah. So I, so I'm on the hunt now, not only for this burger, but to get some other Irish Reds in cans. Yeah. So I've been trying to like look up people's lists and kind of what's happening. I would settle for some. Uh, maybe some just stouts too, like oh, a yeah. stout or just a dry stout. That's true. So. That is the beauty of St. Patty's Day. You get all the local guys come out and they make the style, but then they could make one or two styles. Right. Oh, I guess just like Oktoberfest, mm-hmm. two styles. So that's my mission for um, these coming weeks. And it would be almost easier if I could just have Hailstorm deliver me. The Southside Irish beer, right? You know, you look at some of these places. Because my and, corner store doesn't get Hailstorm. You know, and and if they do, they don't. They don't get them all. You know, and these places like thirty miles away, man. You know, plus mm-hmm. traffic. That's a lot. You know, so. But um, we were talking pre-show, and we were going to talk about this here that there's some pushback on this uh, bill that the guild wants to do to have let breweries delivered to the consumer like they did during the pandemic. And I feel like I would take advantage of this based on the fact that like I could get beers from maybe some places that I wouldn't typically go to. And I don't usually see in the store during the pandemic. I had, you know, it was basically, you know, kind of locked down, so I wasn't going anywhere. So I was getting things like Salamoth. I had brew yards, deliveries. So basically, places that I wanted to support um, that I didn't want to see go away. That was sort of the beers I was getting or having delivered or picking up. But now I think if this bill happened, I would be looking for breweries that I don't see very often. And I kind of want to um, ex- try something from them. And also... When I was having things delivered, you had the option to have like merch delivered too, oh, like sure. hats and glasses, or not like eyeglasses, but glassware. Right. And so that would be also interesting if you know order a couple four packs and get glasses to go with it. You don't, you can't get those in the store. You can't get those at a bar. Right, and then you know, um, I think the number was three hundred statewide breweries. Right. Um, yeah, so just in general, like just having access to all 300 just makes some sense for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the flip side of that, and you know, we were saying this in the pre show, is like, well, what if you're a restaurant or a bar? Like, would you, do you think this is as cool as a consumer's think it is? Okay, and you saw a Twitter thread, there basically. Was, yeah, there was a rant on, on the, uh, in, in the in the beer space. And they talked about uh, basically how you know there were four thousand bars and restaurants that closed during the pandemic, and this doesn't this move if it goes through doesn't seem like it's a level playing field for bars, for bars that have supported these breweries and helped them grow. Um, you're kind of encouraging people to, I think the 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 argument is they're encouraging people to uh, purchase beers uh, online and not go to bars. The bars are the bars are taking it personal. 
Okay. That's what it sounds like. Do I go to restaurants less because I can have Grubhub deliver me food? Then this is what we were saying, right? Because, like, um, you Aren't know, I hurting the restaurant? I, like, if I go to a bar, right, I was going regardless, right? You want to go for the hang. Maybe they got a jukebox. Maybe you like the people that work there. You know, maybe you just... Maybe just like the scene, right? It's a cooler scene than you have in your drinking space at home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the option to have, uh, I always use scratch brewing as an example because I really want to go. <laughs> I don't know if having the option to have scratch mailed to me is going to stop me from going to whatever bar is near near the crib. Like Sleeping Village. I'm, I can walk to Sleeping Village. Sure. If I'm going, I'm going, right? It doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter it, that I can get beer shipped to me. If I want to go to Sleeping Village, that's where I'm going to go. And this has no effect on that. Yeah. But I think bar owners are kind of seeing it like, well, this changes things because potentially people would rather have a ship than come hang out here. And we're upset about that. There's some that's and that's what this thread was about. But they're saying they would block this bill. <laughs> then, then, then there was some conversation about, listen, um, since the guild has the brewers best interest at heart and not the retailers, then we should align with people who have our best interests, and that would be distributors, that would be the Illinois Restaurant Association in some respects, and maybe we try to lobby against this bill. There was some conversation about that as well. I guess in that sense, why isn't the corner store a threat to the bar? To, or the grocery store selling alcohol? Isn't, is that not a threat to the bar? Because I can go and buy... As much beer as at the store that I want and never leave my house, which is typically how it works. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> um, so wouldn't you just want to stop everyone but you from selling beer, which is the most like anti, you have a restaurant, it's the most anti-capitalistic thing, anti-consumer thing to basically be pushing to hurt my options, my freedom. <laughs> uh, right, I mean, it, was, it sounds it sounds silly when you say it, but there's a lot of truth in that, right? Like the guild uses the word modernize, and I think, you know, we we have a show where we're consumers, eh? We're not producers, and we're not bar owners. We're consumers, and the first thing we're thinking is, oh shit, there's like 80 breweries in the city, and look at us, we're all the way out, and you know, at the edges of the earth, because we want something new, and you know, and then most of craft beer, I would say, I would argue that most craft beer adventurers are, you know, they're more likely to do their thing at bottle shares, right? Sure, yeah. And um, meetups than they are at to go to bars to discover new beers. So, I mean, I, th- I think it's just kind of a kind of a tone-deaf kind of me-first kind of attitude when you say, oh, well, don't modernize the system because people might come here less. <laughs> so don't modernize, don't give people the ability to have stuff shipped to their house. It's kind of, I, I don't know. As a non-bar owner, as a consumer, that seems like a bit much. Yeah, know? I'm not. We're not bar owners. Um, we typically go to breweries because we have a show that talks about beer. Um, we'll sometimes mention, you know, uh, this place had these beers, or we can't get these ones, and we went there. Uh, so I understand that, but at the same time, people don't necessarily. Since the pandemic, people don't really go out or haven't gone out as much. They, you know, they're continuing to, but you're basically using that as like an excuse for like, oh, my business isn't doing well because someone can have beer delivered to their house, but I can already have beer delivered to my house. Grubhub, I can do Drizzy and have beer delivered to my house. It's like the old Pete Crowley line where he would say, um, 
there's, no, there's not there's not too many breweries. Look at how many fucking steakhouses there are. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't have a crutch to say there's too many breweries here um, as an excuse to not that your brewery is not working out. You know, because pizza has left the the that horse has left the stable. There's pizza and there's steakhouses everywhere. You know, and no one's saying there. Oh, there's too many fucking steakhouses. Oh, where they're delivering. So, I mean, it, I don't know. Right, it's frozen pizza. Does I get? Do I go out for pizza less because I can get frozen pizza? I think this is not. I think we're onto something, right? Like, am I not gonna go to Pat's and hang out and have a pie there because I can get pizza delivered or I can have pizza that's frozen? Yeah. No, you're gonna. If you want to go to Pat's, you're gonna go regardless. Right. You want a different experience when you go out, and typically I'm going to a bar. Not like some people go by themselves and whatever however you want to go, but I'm typically going with someone to meet someone uh, or to eat at these places. Like if you're just a bar that just serves beer, you're probably like a, you know, a dive bar kind of establishment or more like you know, super local. But I'm typically I'm going to somewhere like Hopleaf because, one, you have food. If you didn't have food, like Map Room, probably haven't been to Map Room in 10 years. I think I went once in, the, in that 10 years. You know why I, I don't go? I went once. You don't have food. I have, once I'm there, I have to have already eaten and then I'm like full. I'm a sucker for a fancy cup. And I know if I get a Belgian there, they're going to have the fancy right. Belgian cup. But that was, that's probably one reason I haven't gone to somewhere like Map Room because um, you're either in a stop of places that I'm going to with, yeah. with other people or. I'm going to have to come up with another place to go to because this leads to something else. I was at, um, it was, I was last week I was saying I was in the line with Delilah's from Mike Miller from Delilah's and, um, we had a conversation about, um, how, you know, uh, spirits trips like vodka and bourbon, those trips are way cooler than like beer trips. Right. And, you know, and, um, oh, he's like, you know, what's even cooler than that is wine trips. And the point I'm making is like, he was like, I went on this wine trip with this guy and we, you know, we, you know. You'd be surprised how much Bordeaux we sell at Delilah's, and from a distance, I don't even think of Delilah's as a as a wine bar at all, hmm. right? But they they go on trips, they pick grapes, you know, they have relationships with wine people. I think the point I'm making is like, if you're if you're a, a beer focused bar, right, and you know the brewers are trying to, you know, basically have their product shipped straight to consumers and not include bars, then you know, these pivots where you might. I don't know, have have more of expanded wine program or have partnered with breweries like the Beer Temple did, there's a single barrel of Destar, you know, at the Beer Temple, yeah. you know, that they picked, you know, or have those uh, bar exclusives the same way there's taproom exclusives. These are some of the things that I, you'd like to hear in these chats. Or have some other beer from places that are a little harder for us to get to, like somewhere like, I don't know, I can't even think like own an engine isn't that's not even open anymore but or like it's when it was good ass burger. why would they have maplewood on draft that would be incredibly dumb right because it's literally three doors down yeah. so we have beers from other places because you aren't pulling the same people you're pulling different people and the people that come there want to have something different otherwise they would have went to maplewood yeah um I don't know. It's a non, uh, we are non-bar owners. So, but I think, well, Brad brought this up last week. He's like, hey, that's very cool. But what if you own a bar? That'd be kind of fucked up. And I was like, you know what? I think you're right. And then I saw this thread. I'm like, oh shit. You, oh, I said that? I think you did say, you uh-huh. mentioned something like, how cool is that for people? 
that are not brewers that are selling the stuff. You yeah. Know, that you can get it super straight to you. It might not be as cool, you know? I guess, but it's hard to... I think as many options we have to um, consume whatever it is, the better it is. Like, I can have coffee beans delivered. It doesn't stop me from going to Starbucks or Backlot and getting coffee when I get on the train or something because I made coffee at home. I think that's the... And that's the point we're trying to make is that this attempt to uh, have a new approach towards how you get beer, it's in line with everything else we do in our world right. as far as like being more convenient. Mm-hmm. I so. think the only thing we said in the pre-show was, if anything, this hurts the corner stores that are typically there for just alcohol and cigarettes and lottery tickets, right? Because why would I hit up that corner store unless it was like, oh my gosh, we're out of, we need another case of, uh, Miller Lite for this party than getting it delivered when I could get something delivered pre-party or something. No Michelob. You're going Miller Lite, huh? I don't know. That was just the first no, day. No Michelob. I'm going to go Michelob. No. I was going to say case of High Life. I was like, does that come in cases? Yeah. It's a champagne of beers. It says it right on the bottle, Brad. <laughs> you know? so I don't think... I think the backlash on these restaurants slash bar owners um, trying to block a consumer bill could really backfire on people basically you being like you're not pro consumer but a lot of these places were supported like a place like Hopleaf were supported because people were like I don't want to see you go you're selling wine you're selling kegs we're gonna come get growlers we're gonna come to these places because or delilah's that was selling bottles during the pandemic and it's like oh well now you don't want to support my choice to get things i feel like that's if it you know if if the if the public at large were aware that 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 these opinions were you know if these if the public at large were aware of these opinions in a in a you know wide yeah they probably everyone, no they probably they probably won't be right. they won't care no no one, i don't think they'll care yeah um, it'll if there'll be, a, if if knew, be a, a bill that may or may not get blocked and no one will know no. anything that it got blocked so it's interesting though it's interesting to see the, um the wholesaler side or the producer side the brewers versus the retail side and how they might not be as they might not be as friendly as they should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that part was interesting. Like they're actually kind of the opinions are, are not the opinions on this being good are not necessarily the same on both sides. Yeah. yeah. Is the bill? Do you know the bill off the top of your head? Is it to like the pandemic for someone like Beguile just to roll up in a pickup truck Let's and see. like toss beer out, or are they mailing it? Uh, direct to consumer craft beer shipping. So it creates a brewer shipping license. Um, so breweries can have a bigger market share, uh, more tax revenue, and shipments subject to age verification. So that doesn't really get into the specifics of the bill. So it's not necessarily mailing. It's some sort of shipping. This is a shipping bill. Um, it could be mailing. They could just like partner like UPS or post office kind of thing. But we don't even know if that's just in Illinois or could someone from Wisconsin be ordering Beguile beer and having it mailed to them? 
or a state that allows liquor to be mailed to them. I don't know. You could yeah. do the beer of the month clubs though in Illinois. So breweries outside of Illinois can ship to consumers inside Illinois, right? Mm-hmm. So the, from a guild perspective, they think that the uh, direct-to-consumer shipping will do for brewers what the Self-Distribution Act did in 2011 for brewers, which is allow you to restore one-on-one relationships with customers. Okay. So it sounds like that's the motivation here, just to have an extension of what the Self-Distro did. <laughs> yeah. Because um, there's so much consolidation. The argument is there's so much consolidation at the distribution level that is raising red flags at the federal level. So they're kind of saying, well, all these distributors are partnering together. So um, you get what the, they call the illusion of choice when you go to some places where you see it, like 20 brands, but, you know, all 20 brands are fucking AB because it's AB distro. Sure, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think it's it's the feds are saying that illusion of choice is fucked up. Let's have real choice. Let's have distro. Let's have people distro themselves. Okay. Right? And this is an extension of that. We need, uh, you know, Sean Curry, our My fact man. checker. <laughs> He's going to chime in on this. We need him yeah. to kind of let us know. I'm sure he's that he knows what's happening. This would be a good reason to go. I mean, he's at a brewery, yeah. right? You know, he's at a brewery that has two locations, right? So, you know, those two uh, distribution models could be different at mm-hmm. each location. Who knows? I'm very curious to see that, how producers feel about this. Yeah. And do they feel like, you know, the need, are their needs being met by distro? And is there really, are there really red flags with regards to distro and you need consumer access hmm. i'd like to know more about that all right or we could ask uh in the next episode we're going to be down at uh talking to steve at two two, two hound red yeah glad you got that can here i know <laughs> i feel like i'm not telling this it's a tricky name i want to say two red hound i want to say 200 red oh 200 red oh yeah. two hound i always keep saying 200 red and that's not it either so we can <laughs> we'll ask him and we'll get the lowdown on this name because that's going to be our next episode after this one. That's right. Uh, Glen Ellen, Illinois. We're headed your way. Uh, we'll be there Monday. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, anything else we should talk about before we run in circles on barley wines? Did 663 come back and oh, yeah. treat you right? Or I've been riding the fuck out of this. Uh, I know. Me too. But then I, go to, then I go to 1,000 and I'm like... Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Five hundred is like sleeper <laughs> hit. Surprise! The surprise of the of the whole show. Yeah, if we get tickets to this fucking friends thing, friends of the anniversary thing, we should tell them. Five hundred is fucking holding its own. It's tasting real good <laughs> right now. So if anyone, for whatever stupid reason, you're sitting on batch five thousand or five hundred, and you're like, ah, this is a five year old beer. This I'm gonna have to just toss this out kind of thing yeah. no it's tasting great if they have a seller raid and they're selling these on a sunday morning i'm getting the fucking 500 yeah that works but did they do one every year i don't remember well these feel like just milestone batches right right now they do pajamas every year oh but no but that's something different because these are barley wines pajamas is the stout Right, it's the oatmeal stout, but it comes out around the, or it typically was coming around the same time. Oh, so. do they do the barley wine every year? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. 
don't know. They probably end after batch 1000 because it starts to happen too fast, right? That's the common theme in the show. We are always often left with uh, unanswered questions (laughs) pretty much every time out. All right, then. I think we should leave it there. Anything else we need to touch on or mention? No, man. Uh, cheers to Beguile for 10 years, man. Yeah. Uh, Nick, where can people find you? Get in touch. Hey, man. I'm on Twitter at Nicosio. And I'm on Twitter at B-Rad, Chicago Beer Pass, Twitter, uh, Instagram, website, ChicagoBeerPass.com. Hit us up if you have any Irish reds that we should be drinking. Um, we yeah. probably need to start this. We're like three weeks out. Tell us what the greatest Irish red is you've ever had. Yeah. I so next know. week we start St. Patrick's Day. We're nonstop until St. Patrick's Day. God help us all. Man. Green beers only. <laughs> have to dye our beards oh green. God. We'll glitter, oh. glitter beard it, and we'll Dude, do it. I feel like it was just St. <laughs> Patty's Day. <laughs> Take care. Oh, cheers. <laughs>